Welcome. This is the podcast of the Capacity Building for European Capitals of Culture project, initiated by the European Commission. Here we will share insights, best practices and know-how from experts across different fields on topics relevant for the design and implementation of European Capitals of Culture. In the framework of the project, InterArts has organized a series of academy camps in collaboration with the delivery teams of Elefsina, Chemnitz, Pevsprimbolaton and Timishwar. In this episode number 21, we will hear more about the experiences of the theme in Elefsina. I'm Angeliki Lampiri, I'm Director of Cultural Training, member of the artistic team and I'm responsible for projects related to capacity building programs addressed not only to artists and cultural professionals, but also to to the community of the city of Elefsina. I'm also responsible for organizing networking meetings and I'm working closely with the different kind of European networks in order to create the right circumstances and Elefsina be part of the European cultural map. Uh, I'm a member of the team since the bidding process and I was more responsible for production needs at that time and then I, I joined to the, in the artistic team. During the bidding process, the team was quite small and members of uh, the Elefsinian community were part of it. And uh, I joined the team when uh, the Kelly Diapoli, that used to be the artistic director of European Capital of Culture, asked me f- to join in the team. Elefsina, it's um, a really interesting city. It's uh, a city of contrast, let's say. It's a small city of 30,000 inhabitants, but on the other hand, is um, next to the Greek capital, Athens. It's like 21 kilometers away from the capital of Athens. And what I mean by telling about contrasts, it's a a historic city. Uh, It's one of the five sacred places of the ancient Greece. So there is a very interesting archaeological site at the center of the city. And it's uh, also the birthplace of the Greek tragedian Aeschylus. On the other hand, in the beginning of the 20th century, it was selected as a city where different kinds of industries have their, let's say, their base. So you can find around the city jewelries of industrial heritage, built abandoned factories that were actually part of the, the industrial heritage of, uh, of Greece. On the other hand, it still is an industrial city. So around 30% of the national industrial production is still produced here. So from all around the Greece, people were coming in Elefsina to work in the factories. So this created a number of different cultures that mixed, let's say, inside the city of Elefsina. And for that region, we have 11 ethnographic folklore associations that are based here. And they have brought their culture from all over Greece and they are based in the city. That's why our cultural program, so the European Capitals of Culture program, is based 
in three main axes that are very connected with the city. The first one is labor, of course, because the city is very much connected with the industry that is in the surrounding area. Second of all, environment, because especially in the past, the city has faced a lot of ecological challenges and environmental challenges. And the third one is people's society. So projects that are related with uh, social and political issues, such as migration, refugee crisis, etc. When I first arrived in the city, the first feedback I have from the community, especially the youngsters that live here, is that there is this stereotype about Elefsina, that it's a grey city, polluted city, and the people that are living here, usually they didn't tell that they are from Elefsina somehow. There is this stereotype about the city. Even when I started working here, they were asking me, why are you working in Elefsina? Are you working in the refineries, you know, or in the industry? And I was explaining that I'm working for the European Capital of Culture. And the first question that I have from whoever I'm speaking was, but what culture? What are you doing in Elefsina? Um, what we are trying to do together with the community is to get their pride back and to have the same opportunities as other cities. Because Elefsina, it's not like the, the image of a Greek city with the beach. And, you know, it's not a typical Greek city that the rest of the world has. On the other hand, it's a calm city. It's a very interesting city that has a lot to say. And through the European Capital of Culture, we want to that the citizens, the community, gets its pride back. The Academy Camp was really, really interesting for us, also because it's, it was not only the ECOC team took part in, there were also people from the community of Elefsina and from different kind of associations and different kind of groups that are organizing activities in the city. So they took part in this academy. And these are our local partners and our audience that we are working really closely with. And the theme of the academy camp that uh, was held in Elefsina was about audience engagement, community engagement. So it was really interesting to be together for a couple of weeks and work together on this thematic. And also it was really interesting. They actually worked with us and we learned also from different case studies and best practices from other European capitals of culture. And also you can imagine that this academy camp actually happened during the COVID crisis. So it, it happened at the end of 2020. And one of the main challenges that we had to, to face at that point, it was that we had experienced this enormous and devastating impact of the pandemic. And at the same year, we, we were forced because of this to apply for a postponement for uh, organizing the European Capital of Culture in 2021. And on the other hand, 
we needed like a vital breath, you know, a gentle touch that answers to the needs that have been unveiled due to COVID crisis. So our main challenges at that point was how we may gather again the public, how the public and our community can celebrate again in public spaces and not only, how we can imagine again together with the community that the landmarks of the city become again stages for cultural interventions and shape again these collective memories of the next generation. So these are challenges at that moment. And it was really nice, although that the academy in our case happened online, it was really nice to have the opportunity to be with them during this week and to discuss about these challenges and also see other practices from other European capitals of culture. The development that we have done during this year is to redesign somehow our goals, be together as a team and try to overcome different kind of challenges that we have to face. Because as you can imagine, it's a really big project and we are also a public institution. So there is a lot of bureaucracy uh, that we had to overcome altogether. And for a project that it's it's not forever, we you have to implement, you know, right now. So what we have learned through these years is to open up our artistic program to the community and also to the cultural field again. So what we have done was an open call that had a real success because we have received 1,600 proposals and in a period that it was really, really hard for the cultural field and give the opportunity to somehow press up our artistic program to the new challenges and to the new requests of the society itself. So this is one and very interesting for us. And also the second one is to how we can work collectively, although we are a small team, we are a team of 24 people, and how this small team can create big things, you know, and how we can do it collectively, although we had many and big challenges to, to overcome altogether. Our academic camp was focusing on uh, audience development and community engagement. And this is one of our main goals and how our artistic program is constructed is that the major part of our projects is community-based and in all our projects, let's say that the community is um, becoming the protagonist, let's say. And the other aspect is how the whole city is becoming a stage, let's say like an open gallery. What we are doing is that we are working on different strands. So the first strand is that our community works together with artists in a long-term base, so that the art is becoming locals, let's say. 
and they are creating different kinds of artistic performances or visual installations, etc. For example, last year we have collaborated with a Greek theater director and 50 citizens from different kinds of groups and different kinds of communities and minorities of the city took part and became the protagonist of a performance that was related to a poem that was addressing to freedom. This is one example how we are working with the community related to artistic events. From the other hand, we have different kinds of groups from the community that we are working really closely. So, for example, there is a youth group that now they have their own logo and they have their own, let's say, unofficial organization that is created by youngsters of the city. And they are creating their own events and they are designing them, they are doing the communication strategy, they are doing mapping of the local artists, and they are working the last two and a half years together. So what we have done with this group is to create a capacity building program that will help them to how we do a production in public space, how we are doing the communication part of our organization. So we created a capacity building program for them. And now we are working really closely so that we can support them to create their own events. So last week, for example, they had in our offices garden, they have organized a live event with local musicians and uh, they somehow empower our, our offices garden. Also, we have another group of the community that we are working together in a participatory process in order to update our cultural strategy for the next years and create the legacy plan of the European Capital of Culture Projects, artistic program. So we are working with, uh, in different strands with our local community and this is our main goal actually. It's really important to be part of the ECOC family because you have the possibility to give to cities that are not big cities, like Lafsina, it's a very small city, to give the possibility to get in connection with other cities that they are also having the same goals. And our main goal is to put culture in the center of every human activity of the city somehow, you know. It's a very strategical position of a city. So being inside a European Capital of Culture family, you are finding other people that are working with the same goal. What we are trying to do is to be always connected with the other cities and to create different kinds of projects together, to create different kinds of exchange programs together, and especially for with the other two European Capitals of Culture that are uh, also held in 2023, so Vets and Timisoara. We are in a really close connection and we are trying to meet each other every two weeks at least to discuss about what we are doing and how we can help each other and how we can uh, maybe overcome 
some challenges that we are facing. And for that reason, we are also organizing this year, the ECOC family meeting. So in June, we will have, we are glad to host representatives from other European capitals of culture, BLFCNA, to discuss about our artistic program and what we are doing and have some feedback for them. And we will be then to Vetsprem in September, where Vetsprem and Dimisara will co-host the ECOC family. It's very important to be in touch with the other cities because let's say that we have challenges that maybe there are solutions that can be discussed with other cities or the other way around. It's really important to be in contact. Another goal that we have is that for, since 2017, we are a, a founding member of uh, the Culture Next Network. The Culture Next Network was created by Cluj, that was a bidding city at that point, and they decided to create a network for candidate cities. We are uh, part of it of this network since uh, the starting point. And this network became bigger and bigger. So in this network, there are members, not only European capitals of culture, but also cities that have passed through the candidacy procedure, but maybe they didn't want the title. And on the other hand, there are also legacy organizations that are members of this network. What we have in common is the candidate procedure, but... Our base is the same. It's a network of cities that we are working in the same values. We are working on the community engagement. We are working on European dimension. So this network from five members now has 26 members and we are working all together. We are applying for European projects. We are working a lot on advocating about how important is the European Capital of Culture title for the cities, whatever happens, even if some cities don't win the title. So it's really important to be part of this network, especially for cities like Alefsina, that they are really small cities, but they are investing a lot on culture. I really believe in this title and I grew up professionally through this project as I was only 28 years old and now I'm 35 and for sure I I got matured through this project. On the other hand, I can say that, you know, when you are in the bidding process, you are very ambitious, you want to do everything for the city, you know, and you have very ambitious plans that this is really nice, you know, because you see how a city can be transformed through this title. When you go to the implementation phase and you have to overcome bureaucratical procedures in administrative issues or in in infrastructure challenges, you have to become more realistic and go for a more realistic plan. This is what I have learned from this procedure. And you have to be in a contact, in a very close collaboration with the municipality because this is a project of the city and you have to be in a really close collaboration with the municipality. This, in order to happen, needs 
collective decisions and collective work. And this is not something easy, but I believe that as a team, we have succeeded how this can happen. But this, you know, needs time. And in the European capitals of culture, you don't have a lot of time to implement. And especially in our case, in Elefsina, that it's a small city and we don't have any close cultural spaces. This was something that we had to face. Three secrets of the European capital of culture. This is quite hard question. The first one is that the bid process is quite stressful procedure or quite hard procedure. The implementation phase is much, much harder, <laughs> I can say. But let's say what the three words is realistic, participatory, and collective. These are the three words that I can suggest to cities that want to become European capital of culture. But even if the city does not win a title, doesn't mean anything. I mean, during the bid book process, you do a lot of work and you have the goals. And European capital of culture is an investment of the city and the region. So what is the most important is to keep going, doing what you have designed, whatever happens, you know. The most difficult challenge is to create this space so that the three stakeholders, so the artists, the cultural professionals, and also the politicians, they have to try to, to speak together and create together something beautiful for the city itself. And this is something that it's not easy to create something collectively and from different words that usually they are not used to create something together. So this is one of the big challenges to work together and collectively. That sounds really easy, but it's the most difficult, but also the most beautiful thing to do. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast of the Capacity Building for European Capitals of Culture project, initiated by the European Commission. We hope you enjoyed this episode and join us again next time for more.